Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the fourth annual collection of 31 amazing horror movies in October we lovingly call the Halloween Screamathon. I'm your host, Otis, and I and tonight I am joined by Katie. Hi. And Greg. Hello. And we are reviewing the 2000. Ooh, and we are reviewing the 2017 American fantasy adventure comedy horror film. Jesus. Dave made a maze. He thought of everything but a way out. That's a pretty good one. Actually. That is a good one. I like that. He thought of everything but an exit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hit that music. The squad is working in the lab late one night when their eyes beheld an eerie sight. For the horror movie list began to grow in size. And suddenly, to their surprise, they watched them all. Here was the scream of Happy Spookies, everyone. This is episode 25 of this awesome collection of 31 scary movies. So Katie and I, multiple movies, we just watch a scary movie and then we go to like suggested and then we'll click into a movie, read the synopsis and then look at the suggested of that one. Yeah, watch watch a lot of trailers. (laughs) We watch a lot of trailers around here. And so I can't remember when we found Dave made a maze. But we saw the trailer, and I remember hearing about this movie earlier, and it's just, they said it's beautiful, it's weird, it is spooky, people get fucking murdered in it, but it's weird, and I've been wanting to watch this for a while, mm-hmm. and hey, it's episode 25 of the fourth annual Halloween Screamathon. So, for the uninitiated, this movie is about Dave, a guy that makes this cardboard fort slash maze slash labyrinth and for some ungodly reason it's like a twilight zone episode i guess it is a giant thing it's a labyrinth and it's full of traps and creatures and him and his friends and family are stuck in it and they gotta find a way out so this this is a funny movie it's graphic in a craft kind of way it's a crazy movie but i it's fun so katie what did you think about Dave Made a Maze? Uh, two thumbs way up. This is so freaking creative. It was right up my alley. If you are creative, a creative person, you will really like this film. Even if you don't like horror films, because yes, people die, but there's not like blood and guts and gore. It's all like confetti and string. <laughs> it is hilarious, non-graphic. I don't think there were very many cuss words i can't really remember someone said fuck at some point okay so maybe not perfect for kids but your older kids will get a kick out of it um and it's not super graphic you don't have to worry about anyone getting like insane nightmares from it it's just like a hilarious adventure in cardboard uh that that high five puppet might give me a couple of nightmares yeah that was creepy as fuck <laughs> man like i'm telling y'all if one of y'all was made out of cardboard telling me give me a high five i'm like i'm burning this house down <laughs> the, the, all, the whole twitching effect thing yeah yeah, yeah. No. high five nah. i got legit, i got legitimately weirded out and creeped out on, during that section it's fucking weird uh greg what do you think about the movie uh extremely bizarre extremely bizarre but in the best way possible and clearly very understated as a film 
and I don't know why. I feel like I somehow should have heard about this from one of my quirky friends when I was in college in Denton, because that just seems like right up someone's alley in that area. Right. I feel like I should have known about this already and then been exposed to it at the time and felt like I should be sharing this with people myself already at this point in my life, but I'd never heard of this. And it, first few minutes, I was questioning the choice, but I was still intrigued at the same time. And it was, it didn't take you long to be rewarded for that intrigue or, or that desire for entertainment by all means um beautifully done as far as the creativity the set design the nature of death and how it actually you know the spectacle of it every single detail even the parts i still don't quite understand i'm okay with that because i just so thoroughly enjoyed my time in this i won't even call it universe this labyrinth love the concept loved everything about it and it's okay that the acting is subpar in it because you just, it actually takes you a little bit to, well, I'll, I won't say it takes you a while to realize it. You realize pretty quickly that the acting is subpar, but it just doesn't matter. It really doesn't because of the creativity and the uniqueness of this plot. And I just, I'm still taken aback at the fact that I just never heard of it. And it's just never been discussed in my circles. Greg took a ton of the words out of my mouth. I'm very sad that I didn't hear about this earlier and give it a shot. Absolutely. I would be referring this to people. There are people right now that think that all scary movies are terrifying and there will never be a movie that they can't watch. This is one of those. People get murdered. There's scary monsters running around, but there's no blood. It's all just confetti and shit. Like this is a perfect gateway scary movie for people absolutely this was a an, an amazing movie i loved it i loved it so i don't know if you can make a part two to this or just continue that world i it was fun i really liked it i just realized i graduated college five years after this release so that would probably explain why no one told me yeah the timing is off <laughs> i'm mad five years after the release wait what this came out in 2017 right yeah. yeah. Okay. Which is five years after I graduated college. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> did I, did I, how did I say that? What did I say? You graduated five years after the release, which would have been right now. So you graduated in 2022. I was very confused, Greg. I was like, I know you're older than that. <laughs> or am I? <laughs> or am I? Congratulations, Greg. He graduated. Aw, Greg's a man now. Congrats, bud. Yay. I am, I am, I am. So, for some reason, a couple of voices and actors in this movie, it bothered me when I heard their voices. So I went through and just checked the cast. And Gordon, the awesome best friend, he was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer when he was younger. I remember his face for a little bit. James Urbaniak, I believe that's it. He's the cameraman in this movie. I He's remember- the director in this movie, not the cameraman. Oh, yes. Sorry. Sorry. He's the director. I remember his voice. When I heard him talk, I was like, I know your voice, sir. He was Dr. Venture, the dad from the Venture Brothers. Hmm. He's a voice. And I was like, son of a bitch. And he's still, that's his like normal voice, I guess, the way he was talking. I was like, holy shit. And then the Buffy 
the buff, scary minotaur that we see in this movie. I looked up his name. It was John Hennigan. And I was like, who the fuck is that? And then I looked up his aliases. This is fucking John Morrison. I was like, oh, my God. No. Oh, my God. Oh. Oh, man. Oh, no. It's so great. I was not expecting it to be that pleasant of a surprise. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I was confused. I'm like, this dude is buff as fuck. Who is this guy? And I looked. I said, John Hannigan. I was like, who the fuck is that? And then I was like, John Morrison. Johnny Mundo. Johnny Drip Drip. Yep, all the Johnnies. So I guess he's Johnny Minotaur in this movie. He could have done some parkour stuff then. Right? I'm mad. Probably that that, that helmet it had on. It, that shit would fell off. <laughs> Too top heavy for stunts. Yeah. Can't be flipping and shit. But no, that, that blew my mind that somebody out there was like, he's probably like, hey, I'll be in a movie. I can do stunts and shit. And they're like, uh, Here, we need to put this head on. Yeah. We need a super buff, scary guy. And he's like, okay, I can do that. <laughs> But no, that blew my mind that he was the minotaur in this movie. So he's just the scary big buff guy that's just walking around trying to kill people. The boom operator in this movie, he was in Mad TV for a couple of years. Past the point I started, I stopped watching it. That was when like uh, Jordan Peele and uh, Keegan-Michael Key popped on it. That was kind of when I stopped watching it when they were on there. So he's part of that group. And then uh, Seth Meyers' brother, he was in Mad TV when... His brother was in SNL. Okay. Josh Myers? He was the one that was in uh, the 70s show. He was the one that replaced Eric. I think that was him. Yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. He, he ain't that funny. But mm-hmm. there's tons of funny people in this. Jane, the first murder in this movie, she was Garcia from Criminal Minds. So she was, you know, flirting and stuff with Shamar Moore every episode for years. So it, there's tons of famous people, people from the OC people from the office or tons of comedians just about everybody in this movie someone funny and then greg one of the people that go into the maze later he's the bass player from okay go so somebody knows him and he's like you want to be in my movie about a labyrinth and he's like yeah you doing shit today <laughs> okay go one of the bands we saw you no they weren't were they this is right up okay Go's yeah. alley though. yeah that was okay go because red jumpsuit apparatus they they were the first band. I'm surprised oh, the whole band of OK Go wasn't in this. Right? This is their like oh, yeah, this whole design shit. is like their their whole thing. They love to do videos that are just like giant Rube Goldberg machines or you know the whole reason they got famous was for Here It Goes Again when they were fucking dancing on the treadmills, treadmills yeah. and doing that really in, intricate choreographed treadmill dance. Yeah, that, that was that was the night, Greg. Because, so we did see them at UTA then. Yeah, the guitar player kept throwing those bottles of water at Terrell's head. Oh, yeah. He threatened his life. <laughs> and he never did it again. Yeah. <laughs> and then Red Jumpsuit Apparatus is where all the mosh pits started happening. <laughs> oh, man, that was a fun night. But no, this is a stupid, fun movie. I advise everybody to give it a shot. There'll be something that you giggle about. There's something in there. I didn't think it was going to be wrestling adjacent, honest to God, when I watched it. And I was like, hey, look at that. This is a fun one. Okay, so we'll get through this story and then we'll talk about our favorite and least favorite characters. This one moves pretty quick. It's 80 minutes, but it is just so much to dive into. It just moved really fast. So we get a pretty cool intro to the movie. It's an animated intro. 
uh, with a very pretty spiffy song. And we see that girlfriend Annie is away for the weekend. And Dave, uh, the boyfriend Dave, he is working on projects. And it, it this hit me close to home. But Dave seems to be the type of person that he works on a project, gets real into it. And the first moment of, I don't know, problems or just he gets bored with it, moves on to the next thing, moves on to the next thing. And so we see in the intro to the movie that he starts working on painting. He tries to fix the doorknob to their apartment. He is working on like woodcutting and he has like a saw. He's doing all these different things and he just can't figure out the thing that he wants to do. He finally gets a a breakthrough, the thing that he is meant to do and do right. And that's build a cardboard fortress or fort, honestly. So what he does, he starts from the inside. He starts from the center of this fort and builds out. And I don't know how you even do that it's just you just add walls and just go from there mm-hmm. that sounds so ridiculous you think you would work at the entrance and just go from there no because you have to be able to access the outside oh because if you start from the beginning and you just you're inside of it you can't access like the pillow cushions or the cushions and pillows and blankets and things that are on the outside of the maze if you're already on the inside of it oh okay okay that's damn then you think about that. So he was doing it the right way. So I haven't built a fort in decades. I build them like once a month. <laughs> and I have every year for the last 10 years built a fort. <laughs> yeah, it, it looked pretty legit. So uh, I wish that I had the fucking wherewithal to build a fort as intense as the fort is in this. The maze is in this movie. Yeah. Um, of course, without the like murder aspect of it. Yeah, the the inside scary stuff. Yeah, yeah, but just uh, the complexity of it is in like incredible, and you can't do that with you know pillows and blankets. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm working with when I build forts for kids, and it's not like it's not as intense as you know hundreds of pounds of cardboard boxes and unlimited supplies of tape and like screws and nails and guns like yeah this is a legitimate (laughs) fort so when annie comes home uh she opens the front door and the doorknob just falls off so he didn't fix it and she sees this gigantic cardboard fortress a fort honestly i'm gonna keep saying fortress but it's a labyrinth honestly and she can hear dave from the inside talking to her and he tells her that hey i'm glad you're home this is awesome don't come inside and she's like what are you doing in the fort and like oh just you know finishing up just don't come in here and she's very confused about the whole situation and she wants to go in she wants to figure out what the fuck's happening but he he just adamantly tells her do not come in here you'll get lost and she's very confused about that because the it's you know probably six cardboard boxes wide not even six but it shouldn't be an issue and you should be able to crawl back out real easy or just lift it up she tries to lift it up and shake the cardboard box and she hears all of this like destruction and mechanical parts moving and falling 
And he just starts screaming and he's like, I don't know what you did, but don't do that again. Sweet Jesus. So, <laughs> so she calls over Dave's friend, Gordon, his best friend. And he's, he's a bit worried about Dave, but he understands that Dave, this is his, his MO works on a project, gets real deep into it. And then he stops. And so he's like, at least he finished or he's finishing this cardboard box for it that he made, you know? So that's a thumbs up, I guess. <laughs> and Gordon wants to go inside to get him out because apparently he's been in there for three days and they're a little worried because he hasn't really eaten. And where is he pooping and peeing? So they're, they're very confused about why he won't come out. And he, Gordon wants to go in and save him. And, you know, his girlfriend, Annie wants to, too. But he tells him, don't come in here. And Gordon's like, well, I'm going to call some friends. And Dave's like, no, don't call anybody. Just Leonard. That's the only person you can call. Don't call anybody else. Gordon calls everybody they know. So Leonard, Bryn, Greg, Jane, and Harry. And so he's a filmmaker. And we see further into the movie that they've been friends for a long time. And they've actually made shitty movies together and TV shows. They they're working on a what was it? A, a British drama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a old timey British drama. It was yeah, fucking weird. Like like Bridgerton or something. They were doing something silly. So they've been friends for a long time. And Harry has a cameraman and a boom operator with him. Because he's working on, or he wants to find the next thing he wants to record and work on. So he's <laughs> he, he's got, he's going to work on a documentary. And he seems like this is a pretty good documentary to work on. Because, you know, Dave seems to have lost his mind. And he is stuck or lost in a cardboard fort in his apartment. And so he's recording people's reactions and emotions and he talks to Leonard and he's like Leonard what do you think about this and he's like wait we're not going in well fuck this and he just leaves and he's like you got any final words and he just says random words and finally finally Annie says fuck it I'm going in there to save you and everybody else takes her saying that she's gonna go in as we're all going in and then the whole gang runs into the cardboard fort and it's I guess when they went in, they all went different directions because they didn't realize that it was scary. This was going to be an actual situation. So everybody kind of just spreads out inside of the fort. And we meet up with the main group. And so that's Gordon, Annie, Harry, and the cameraman and the boom operator. And they're walking around and everything seems all right. They're pretty confused because it's gigantic in there. It's very much like a Doctor Who situation. It's bigger on the inside. Gordon cuts his hand on some cardboard and the blood drops on the ground and then it just sucks up into the ground. And he's like, oh, I don't I don't like this. <laughs> he's very much, very much confused about the situation. So they head into a few rooms and they see this room with origami birds and they're alive and the birds start attacking people and so they, they're fighting their way out and there's this giant cardboard face and I, I said it earlier but this movie is absolutely absurd with what they created and how much effort it took it, it's, it's actually mind-blowing 
what they put into this movie to make it look the way it looks. It's absolutely crazy. So they escape from the origami bird room and they climb through this giant face. <laughs> they make it into another room and they're taking a break and Harry wants to record everybody and their emotions. And he's trying to get Amy to talk about why she's in here and why she wants to save Dave. Cause she's kind of shell-shocked about the situation and confused about why this place is gigantic and the size of, I don't know, a fucking state. <laughs> and we meet up with one of the friends, Jane, and that's Garcia from Criminal Minds. She runs into the room and steps on some button on the ground. And uh, Gordon tells her, don't move. You just set off a booby trap. And she's like, what the fuck? Like, no one else, no one else stepped on this? And like, no. It's like, <laughs> it's like, you guys are having a fucking cocktail party here. No one stepped on this? Like, no. <laughs> the ticking of the trap goes off. And they're like, oh, I guess you're fine. An axe flies out of nowhere and slices her head off. And so it, it's funny. It takes like probably 15, 20 minutes. And I've seen people say that this is a horror adjacent movie. It, it's weird, but it's creepy weird. Like I understand now. But when she, her head got cut off and it falls to the ground, blood doesn't shoot out of her body. Confetti and yarn red like streamers and stuff yeah that's what flies out of her hole in her body and everyone freaks the fuck out and gets sprayed with this blood quotation with mark. confetti yeah yeah <laughs> and they run off they make it to another room and they're like wait wait is she actually dead like i don't i don't know it's like confetti came out i don't i don't know what's happening so it, when that happened it made me think like i don't know like a kid was coming up with a horror movie and that's what they got it, i don't know it's it's so many it actually reminded me a lot of um stage blood Ooh. so when you see things in really in musicals because they have to clean up so quickly and they can't afford to have like a lot of liquid necessarily on the stage they do this a lot with streamers and different confetti and things like that in musicals you'll see it a lot in Sweeney Todd they'll use big like big red ribbons when things are getting sliced or cut to show like yeah there was a lot of blood and it just was wild um you'll also see it in um oh my gosh in the there's a musical called Something Rotten and within Something Rotten there is another musical called Omelette meant to be a play on Hamlet and whenever anything gets killed in Omelet the same thing happens lots of confetti and ribbons and things to show that yes there's blood happening but we're not going to get the ground all wet with like chocolate syrup like we can't afford that right now yeah okay okay so yeah uh, someone has died in this labyrinth and everyone's confused about this and they assume that dave made booby traps and then gordon's like well why wouldn't you make booby traps you, if you don't then it's just cardboard hallways of different size like you got to add some type of excitement to it <laughs> a couple of other people that went in greg and bryn i didn't realize but greg is the bass player for okay go and so i don't he's just friends with somebody in this movie and he was just random he was just in it <laughs> So they're scooting around this giant room 
and Greg trips a wire and this wall of like, I don't know, like punji sticks come down and stab him. But it's not punji sticks. It's just cardboard with edges to him. And he gets just mutilated, just stabbed in his chest and then blood shoots everywhere. But my blood, it's like silly string shoots out yeah. <laughs> of some of the holes in his body. So, so Bryn runs off and then she actually meets up with the group as they were taking a break. And Bryn drags everybody back to Greg's body because you know, he's dead. They don't find a body. They see silly string trail going somewhere but then they see these giant paint hooves and everybody's like what the hell is that and gordon instantly is like oh that's a minotaur they're like what what it's like it's a labyrinth minotaurs are in labyrinths (laughs) it's like he seems to know how dave thinks and he's just justifying everything he's like yeah you put a minotaur in a labyrinth like it makes sense to me i'm mad about it (laughs) But, you know, it's a minotaur. Clearly, Gordon and Dave have been best friends for quite a long time. Yeah, and they've probably talked about this whole situation. So Annie says, fuck this noise. She pulls out a box cutter that she brought with her. She brought tools and she starts cutting through the walls. She says she's going to cut her way through all the walls until she gets to the end, which like if you get trapped in a hedge maze, just cut, just just go one direction. Might take you a while, but you'll get to the end of the hedge maze. So. <laughs> that's what they that's what they say just keep a straight line but the the maze is like shuddering and weird sounds are going off so what i just ascertained from this is the maze is is alive it's it's a thing and obviously it just starts creating things on its own so they make a hole and they jump through it and then the minotaur runs up and just snatches Bryn's ass up. And she took too long to get through the hole. She actually told him to go without her. I don't know what her game plan was, what she was going to do. But she got snatched up and she was just gone. So I was like, well, you know, <laughs> what are you going to do? They find Dave in another room. And he he says he doesn't understand how the maze came to be how it is. And while they're walking, he sees a couple of walls. And he's like, I didn't make this wall. It's like, I think it's alive he he figures that part out it's alive and it's it's just building on itself and so he thinks that it's connected to his imagination in the opening animated intro uh, a couple of things pop up like he stands a certain way behind a candle and it's like horns on his head and then the screen goes a little dark for a couple seconds and he looks like the minotaur so i was like oh so he just created it and so now it's just out in the world so dave wants to finish the maze because i guess he thinks that if they finish it then they'll know how to escape even though he doesn't know how to finish it but yeah dave shows everybody that his hand is made out of cardboard because there's like this room with like a vagina hole uh, multiple people and everyone stops and just looks at it and they're like oh they're mesmerized by it. And they want to touch it and they get closer. And then Dave stops and like, it's a trap. It's like drawing them in. And then multiple people are like, they start walking like, it's a trap. <laughs> so tons of crazy things happen. They, they're getting chased by the Minotaur. They fall through a tunnel and they turn into cardboard, like paper bag puppets. 
And they're like, oh God. And like yeah, brown sack people. Yeah. And and Gordon's like, yeah, it makes sense. This this had to have happened sooner or later. Yeah, this tracks. Yeah. He's like, yeah, this sounds about right. And <laughs> the Minotaur is a tiny paper bag version. It makes this like little sound. He's like, well, that's not scary at all. And then the Minotaur, the full one comes out. So they the after getting away from the Minotaur, they realize they gotta get to the heart of the maze and kill it. But Dave didn't make a heart to the maze. And so they have to create one. So they kind of spread out to go look for pieces to make the heart. So <laughs> Gordon, Harry, and the, the, the cameraman and the boom operator, they find Bryn. Hooray. Oh, she's like a puppet version. That's not good. Like completely covered in cardboard. Yeah, and all she wants is a high five from somebody. She's like high five, and no one, no one wants to touch her. I wouldn't touch her at all. If Greg got scooped up somewhere and we saw him later, and he was just like a puppet, and he's like, "Yeah, high five, man." I'm like, "Nah, stay over there, man. <laughs> Keep your puppet ass over there. I don't like this." <laughs> and the whole time, she's just constantly asking for a high five. They realize it's a trap, and. They just keep that puppet distracted while Dave and Annie go looking for the heart. And they, this movie, I'm not giving it the justice it it deserves. There's tons of scenes that just visually, it's just ridiculous. And what they did with cardboard and stuff. It's so pretty. Like, yes, it's, it's, it's like you're watching a sweeted film. Yeah. Um, but it is just incredible what they end up doing with it. Like the amount of different rooms and different things that are like moving within the cardboard and how the, the actors are interacting with the different rooms and the different cardboard is incredible. So Dave and Annie, they actually make a heart. They put a couple of cardboard pieces together and they use a, a zoetrope. So it's, it's a device where you spin it and it's still images, but when you spin it super fast, they look like they're moving. If you've been to Disneyland um, and into the animation studio in California Adventure or in Walt Disney World, um, they have many of these. You can even draw your own um, where you are drawing basically like a flip book. You draw like a big long panel of a flip book and then you stick it in and spin it and it shows you the animation um and then they have actual zoetropes outside this area where you draw them that are made out of plastic and they have different ones they have like a a toy story one where like buzz is jumping like piggyback over woody and they're like doing all these cool things but it's they slow it down so you can see all the individual pieces and then they start it back up. And when it's going fast, it appears like all of these different characters are moving. It's incredible. Yeah, that's pretty spiffy. So while this is happening, they make the zoetrope heart and they cut a hole through the wall and the maze starts freaking out. And so Gordon, Harry and the crew, they try to catch the puppet Bryn. And then it's just a giant hand. And so that's why it wanted the high five. Because it's a giant scary hand. They're like, high five. <laughs> and the hand is starting to leave, but it grabs the cameraman. And the cameraman gets dragged off and he tosses all the tapes and stuff of what they've done down here. 
to Harry before he dies. <laughs> and then didn't he say something like, um, uh, oh, he, he said, what, you fucked my wife? Yeah. He said something stupid and then he died. I was like, oh, yeah. Kind of like Gandalf. Well, that was, a, that was a reference to earlier when they were watching an apparent film of that yeah, they had made the British so themselves and it as they were watching it they turned into black and white so in mocking their black and whiteness they kept using that line did you fuck my <laughs> wife so around this point Gordon actually goes off and he distracts the Minotaur the best way you can distract something made from the mind of, of an idiot or a smart person I guess Dave's smart and an idiot at the same time he just like, hey, look, hey, we found the, the exit right there. And then the Minotaur would like look that way and he would just go around another corner. He's like, hey, we got a pizza party going on right here. And he's like, mm. <laughs> he just constantly did that around corners the whole time. So uh, he's slowly, little by little, getting like trapped by the Minotaur because it's just following him. Uh, at this point, I forgot to bring up Leonard. He was the last one to come into the labyrinth. So he was moments behind the whole gang the whole time. So he turned into a, a paper bag puppet and he went through all this stuff. He was black and white. He saw this wall with women dancing behind it, but the wall was like soft and they were like kind of trying to reach through. He saw all these things and he gets killed by some cardboard saw blades and he gets chopped up. So, so Dave, Annie, and Harry. And the boom operator, they set up the heart and they use a katana that you can see actually see in the apartment. One of the blades was gone. So, like I said, everything tracks and they cut the heart and all the walls and the entire maze, they fall apart. So it's funny when they all get out, they're all just laying in the apartment with cardboard on them and they just take it off. And fucking all the people that were in that bitch, they are still dead. So I was like, God damn, they didn't even like. It wasn't like an imaginary world. If you died, you for real died. I was like, wow, that's depressing. <laughs> and Harry, he tells he tells Gordon that he needs to call all the families of everybody who died <laughs> and tell their, their people that they're gone. And he asked Dave what he should call the documentary. And Dave says, Dave made a maze? <laughs> and Gordon's like, no, nah, that's a labyrinth, man. But it works out. So Dave and Annie, they're tossing out all the cardboard by the dumpster. And the Minotaur climbs out of the cardboard with a little origami bird. And then the Minotaur walks off and he puts up an I love you sign. And then the ending credits is like the Minotaur just in our world, just doing stuff. So it, it, like I said, this is a weird, crazy movie. I didn't think it'd be as graphic and crazy as it was, but it was a wild, wild ride. So Katie, who was your favorite character in Dave Made a Maze? Uh, Gordon was my favorite character in this movie, the best friend. He was hilarious. And every time he would stop and just kind of explain like the wildness that was happening because he knew his best friend so well, fit 100% with Otis, with me, like <laughs> everyone I know can ex basically describe the wild shit that their best friend would have chosen because they know themselves so well or they know each other so well um, and I really liked how they kept emphasizing that point that Gordon just knew Dave so well like oh yeah like 
of course he would have done this thing. Like, that's what I would have done. Like, of course, like that's our, that's just how our brains work. Um, I really liked that aspect of it a lot. Greg. Uh, I think I will also go with Gordon to add to what you already said so well about him. One of his funnier quirks to me, and it was an ongoing bit in this movie was his ongoing dedication to making sure everyone knew that this was not a maze, that this was a labyrinth. <laughs> and as as you already touched on, I really enjoy how he is. He's the one. While he's also he while he's also the funny best friend in one sense. He's also the person who is able to make sense out of everything. Like he's the best friend translator, and everyone's best friend to anyone else in a group of friends or just outside people in general is always that sort of translator like help me understand this person like you're the only one that can explain this so and he also is someone that can help understand just the dynamics of a labyrinth because clearly he has the knowledge of it so he definitely brings the fun to it the whole beard bit at the beginning was really random not that entertaining kind of off-putting but <laughs> so at first i did not think i was going to enjoy the character but very much did yeah i i wrote down gordon and annie they were the straight men in this absurd well gordon was silly too but i just like their dynamic dealing with dave and just the madness that he was creating it was really really weird but but no they were great and very funny uh, both of them were amazing in this movie it very much reminded me of girlfriends approaching me as a source to better understand their <laughs> boyfriends that are my best friends, which is not advisable. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, Katie, who is your least favorite character? That would be the filmmaker, um, Harry. That guy was trash. He did not do anything to advance the plot really and he just kept being a dick about everything that was going on um because of course only his documentary mattered it didn't matter that they were in a life-threatening situation it didn't matter that dave was trapped in there or that you know people were getting killed like he didn't seem to give a fuck all he cared about was his documentary he didn't even care about his boom mic operator or his the guy actually carrying the film he or the camera he just was super self-absorbed and a douchebag there's a moment when jane her head gets cut off and they're running away he turns back to the camera guy and gives a thumbs up like i guess like did you get that shit yeah and then the cameraman's like this is terrible he shakes the camera left and right and he's like Bleh. He just keeps running. Yeah, all he cares about is his film. Uh, so he's a garbage person. <laughs> Greg. I got to agree with you again. It's definitely him. When I first saw him, I'm like, this guy looks really familiar. Turns out, I don't know if you guys mentioned this before I hopped on, but he had a few episodes on The Office hmm. as Rolf, one of uh, Dwight's oh, buddies. It looks like he would be Dwight's buddy. Yeah, definitely does. And which was why it felt extremely familiar to me. Um, so he reminded me very much of Blair Witch Project. Ooh. There comes a time when you just gotta let go of 
the desire to document things because you're gonna it possibly die and it doesn't really matter and the first priority is survival but not for this guy to his possible own demise you just you want why did he have to be a part of the crew that survived that seems like someone that should be offed and if it was a more traditional or more common trope of a uh, true horror film I think he definitely oh, yeah. would have been off. He, he would have made it pretty close to the end, and then he would have died trying to like get his tapes back or something. Yes, it's the like the carthar the cathartic death of a horror film is his death because you're just like you just you're just waiting, <laughs> waiting for him to go. I feel like he deserves it. So as a character, obviously not very likable, but also just the role, the creation of the role in general. I felt like in the film I could would have been just fine without the existence of his role. Just I understand the how his I guess I suppose his quote contribution to the plot as far as you know the, the very first scene we see is is Dave being interviewed and it turns out to be an interview for this guy's constant documenting of this whole ordeal. But really, I could have done without that element and just done with a crew trying to get through this labyrinth and trying to survive. So I, I went with Dave's dumbass friends. Now I get, he said, don't come in. Like if Greg was stuck in some cardboard box and we tried to shake it to get him out and we just hear screaming and exploding inside. I'm like, what the fuck is with this? And, and Greg's like, don't come in here. I would look at Steve. I'd have looked at Terrell and we'd have been in that bitch. I'm like, hold up, let me get a flashlight. <laughs> And we'd have crawled in trying to get Greg because he's only like inches away. We can grab his leg and drag him out. But then we get in that bitch and we're like, oh, shit, this bitch is deep. I would have gone back out and got like some wire or glow stick, something to track which way we're going. I'm like, I ain't trying to get lost like Greg. He said he was lost earlier. But they went in that bitch just just dicks out, just hitting hard corners and just disappearing from each other and playing. If I went into a cardboard tiny fort and it was gigantic on the inside, that's magic. That's the devil. And they're in there giggling, going around corners. Eh, you can't catch me. And then they die. And I'm like, yeah, motherfucker. Like, this ain't right. This is like a Twilight Zone episode. Spoilers for my seven words. This is a fucking Twilight Zone episode. We need to get out of here. So they were idiotic. But it makes sense. A lot of them just wanted to go in. They just wanted to see the place. Like Jane, she was pumped just to be in that bitch. And then she got her head cut off. So, you know. <laughs> Justly deserved. Justly deserved. <laughs> okay, so let's do seven word synopsis. Only have one. So mine is Dave is the devil? Twilight Zone episode? Because it, it doesn't really fully explain how he was able to do it. It's just his imagination just was awesome. So he can create things. Harry actually says at one point when he's interviewing Annie, he's like, so did Dave always have the power to create inanimate objects? Make a move? <laughs> she was like, what? He's like, has he always been able to do this or is this new uh but no dave dave has fucking superpowers he can create real shit out of cardboard so and his hand is still fucking cardboard so <laughs> i was disappointed in some sense for him as a character that he get through gets through the whole ordeal and oh your hand is just forever yeah i was like damn, that, that so he can't take a shower is this gonna get soggy i guess he just always has to wrap it up like Wow, what a terrible life. Yeah. <laughs> Katie. Most creative film I've seen in a while. Yeah. 
the so fun fact off of that they collected all of this cardboard scraps from a apparel store and they thought they had enough but they only had enough for three weeks worth of work and then the company's like no we're done giving y'all cardboard because y'all are doing something weird with it (laughs) and then they found this solar company and the solar company was like yeah go ahead use everything you need and so they had enough cardboard to do it they did so much work with this and it and these rooms are gigantic so they were only able to make two rooms at a time and so when they were filming in one room they were building the next room and then when they got to that room they would just tear down the one before and then build the next one and so the director said an average room cardboard room was like four hours before they tore it down to make something new they, that fucking piano room had to have taken longer than oh, yeah. four hours. That room was beautiful. The room with the cards everywhere and stuff. Like some of these rooms, it's like, this is absurd work. Yeah. But, you know, if everybody's helping, it, it, I'd love to see the process of building the stuff. But it's absurd. It This is a very pretty movie with, you know, craft killing in it. So it's it's crazy. <laughs> craft killing. I love it. Yeah. Uh, Greg. I have a few. Ooh. Inconsiderate selfish boyfriend devoted to murderous construction. Nice. Part of him just wanted to finish a project. Let's be real. Yeah. It wasn't about it wasn't about getting out alive. It wasn't about survival. It was about seeing the task through no matter what. Despite the carnage. The craft carnage. Craft carnage. I like that. Someone's watched Labyrinth in the Hidden Temple. Yeah. <laughs> that face was very Omekish. Yeah. I wish smoke came out and not like wrapping paper (laughs) (laughs) kept spitting it out (laughs) coughing it out and the fact that they turned into puppets i was like okay yeah this is definitely has some this definitely has some labyrinth feel to it oh yeah had to have been an inspiration um it's time to make some bull hamburgers (laughs) i love he was constantly trying to get into the camera and say something cool or do something cool (laughs) yeah <laughs> He's like, oh no, wait, this this line will do. And in, in that same vein, my favorite, it's time to take out the recycling. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So this movie popped up in a ton of film festivals around January 2017. It was Slam Dance and then tons more. It won tons of awards. But it came out in the US August 18th, 2017. So what do you guys think the budget? For Dave, made a maze was Katie. I said five hundred thousand dollars. Five hundred thousand, Greg. I will see your five hundred thousand dollars. Oh, so you're holding hands with her? Yep. So the budget is less than five hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Probably how much it costs. Well, no, they got all the cardboard for free, and then they recycled it all. So that was good it's the, it's the effects probably yeah. really more than two thing and yeah. and the fucking work they probably hired people like, to help them out even stuff. even if the cardboard was all free the glue the tape oh, the yeah. nails the confetti the all the yarn the ribbon and the work like paying everybody to fucking build this shit would have cost a lot of money so yeah okay so now keep in mind this was a film festival situation and then went to DVD and stuff. So what do you guys think the box office was? Katie? I said not enough. <laughs> okay. This movie deserved a lot more money than it got. I don't even know how much money it got, but I know that it deserved more. 
everyone should be talking about this film and how fucking cool it is. Greg? Wait, so did you say it released in theaters at all? No, I, it went straight to like streaming and stuff like that. This was just a, a film festival movie. Just did the rounds. But it made a bit of money. $12. $12. I don't know which one is closer. But Greg. the box office... I put, a, I put a monetary value on it. Yeah, Katie said not enough. So <laughs> it's like y'all are a tag team answer. Yeah. The box office was $34,000. So it made some money. It just didn't make its budget. Yeah, you know, it didn't come out in, in theaters. Like I would have went to see that. I'm like, that's fucking weird. That was really I'm surprised I hadn't heard of this film by somebody earlier in my life. Yeah, I we we were just scrolling through Amazon and then I was like, huh, what the fuck is this? Yeah, and then we watched the trailer and I was like, we're fucking watching that. It looks so good. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, I can't believe I didn't hear. Yeah, same thing. No one told me about this. I did see it on a list of just weird, just spooky adjacent films. They're like, yeah, people get murdered in this, and there's a minotaur. It's weird as fuck, but it is, you know, it's extremely bizarre, but in all the best ways. Yeah. First few minutes, I'm thinking, what does this man got me watching? Yeah. But at the same time, I had this intrigue of, I really want to know what's going on in that box. <laughs> I didn't like it, didn't start out the way I thought it would, it just kind of jumped right into it, and it's, jumped right into the intrigue of well what is going on in this thing even with the synopsis you know okay well he feels amazed but i'm I'm seeing like you know i'm seeing a fort any typical fort so what is going on in there so it and it it leaves you more than quite pleased as to what is going on in there yeah so minority kill count that is a zero yeah yeah just white, white folks died Mm-mm-mm. gotta be quicker so gotta be, quicker. gotta be smarter yeah don't go into a fucking car but it i took five steps in and i'm like well this is way too big for what i crawled into i don't like this and i'd have crawled back out <laughs> back, back right on yeah, up. terrell would have backed up and then like we need to get stuff and get greg out and i'd have called to you again greg i'm like greg where are you you're like i don't know okay i'm going to get my boy it's just let's get weapons and stuff. I'm not going in this bitch just in shorts. Let's make a plan out of this. Yeah, shorts and socks. I'm not going here. I need to get some fucking boots on or something. I don't know what's in here. So, Cover all my skin. Yeah, right. <laughs> Give me a, a, a bandana for head and face purposes. Yeah, right. Might be some smoke in this bitch. <laughs> Gotta cover my mouth real cool. <laughs> we we legit would have disappeared for 30 minutes and then came back in that bitch looking for you with weapons and shit. Just like, oh shit, I'm scared. <laughs> So the number is 256 and a Tito Turtle, a house full of vampires. So does anybody have anything else to say about Dave Made a Maze? This movie is really good. And like the acting is just okay, but the sets and the concept of this movie more than make up for any lackluster acting that might happen in the film. It is so creative. If you are into crafts or anything like that, like you will see something in this film that is like, holy shit, that's wild. Um, it's really good. This film screams gish. Um, yeah. And I'm genuinely shocked that it, I would be shocked if the people who made it don't also participate in gish. I would be surprised. Probably the back, back, back scenes people. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody does. Greg? Give me a sec. I'm looking up what gish is. It's the greatest international scavenger hunt. Um, 
It is a week-long scavenger hunt that happens in every August, every summer. And the list is like 200 items long and it ranges from like, hey, reorganize your fridge by color and take a picture and upload it to uh, travel to your nearest national park and play a song uh, take a video of you singing this song or cleaning up trash from this moment. And it's the whole point of it is to do good around the world. And it raises money every year. It raises a whole bunch of money for a specific different cause. It changes every year. Uh, this last year, it was about um, helping raise money to assist Ukrainians stuck in a horrible situation. So, huh. all right then. Yeah, it's pretty spiffy. Katie has made tons of things with cardboard like legit looking shit she made what the mind flare i did make a mind flare out of uh toilet paper and uh paper towel tubes thing was big it was like as big as me it was crazy (laughs) it's over there just lying sad and dead over there (laughs) yeah it's ridiculous but no gish is pretty fun it it gets people's creativity just moving through the roof give people a goal and be creative about it Mm -hmm. that's all people need really yeah, this movie, I was surprised. Like, it, you know, I saw it on a list of two, and they were like, it's weird. It's spooky adjacent, you know. It's I mean, we've watched some movies that weren't spooky at all, but it was it was Halloween-ish, so it worked, you know. Mm-hmm. But this one, it was really good. I, I really enjoyed it, and it was different, you know. I've never seen people die in, like, ribbons and cut you know, confetti come out of their body like it's blood. You know, it was just a weird ass movie. I really liked it. Okay. So with that, that is the end of the episode. So if you have any other cool fun facts about crafting or making weapons out of cardboard or just a big minotaur, you can tweet us at Allentown Leave an email at this. Allentown Presents at gmail.com. Facebook at Presents. So the music list to right now, that is Flippin' Spine Effort. Flippin' to see anywhere you can find them. Studio Fitas, thank you so much for the artwork. So, yeah, this was episode 25. We have six more episodes, and we're still going to get to Halloween Ends. We're still going to do Barbarian at some point, and VHS 99 is on its way out. So there's tons of new things popping out. We have a couple more old things going, and then, sadly, we're going to back to one a week and it's fine this is fun i'm tired but what happens we do a movie a night so um, like always thank you so much for listening we'll be back tomorrow with another scary movie bye guys not before we had a survivor's choice the scene where the hocus pocus made them rejoice Feeling unfulfilled, I need to you know finish a project, buy a damn jigsaw puzzle, or a Lego set, Christ's sake. <laughs> <laughs>